Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, episode 41. I am here with Brian, my friend. Brian, how are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing today? Doing great. Number 41. Number 41. Wow. So how's it going, man? What you been it up? What you going, been up to? Uh, not much. I just stepped on you there. I uh, no, just working and hanging out with my kid, and you know, being a boring old man. Yeah. Well, you know, within reason. I still f- mess with people everywhere I go. Cool, dude. Cool. I got to keep it interesting. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. I like how in December and right at the end of November, work slows down a little bit, so it's not as crazy getting out there and driving everywhere. So. That's been nice, but no, other than was, that, it's been it good. It was a madhouse in the store today. It's been, it was very crazy. It was the crazy, we actually, yeah, we had two registers going for most of the day, which we don't, I mean, that thing's a reserve. So it was good. It was busy. Wow. You know, in my time when I worked there, two registers were going all the time. I know. Yeah. Also when I started, that's how it was. Yeah. I don't know. Sprouts. Slow and steady wins the race. Exactly. I went to a uh, body guy today who has this table that like stretches your back. Mm. And I've been so wanting him to come on and talk about it because it's, it just makes such a big difference for like my back and, and it could help so many people. So you strap into it and it pulls you like a yeah. Iron Maiden or whatever the... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like a stretch or like a... What, what is it what called? Was that called? The wheel. The wheel. The wheel. Break you on the wheel. It is. It's kind of like that. It's not a wheel. It's just a flat table. But it stretches your back, makes you... You know, it, it kind of hurts, but it, it really gets out like old junk that you might... Old injuries and that kind of thing. Dice, keys, all kinds of things that get stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> License plates. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I'm trying to get him on to to talk about it, and he's uh, he's a little shy. So yeah, you can lead a horse to water. So this week, I want to talk about Vitex, and I had a question about it from a listener. You might have known it as Chasteberry. Have you ever taken it? I've heard of Chasteberry, but I have not taken it. Yes, so it's named after the virtue of chastity. I definitely have not taken it. <laughs> it's actually been used for over 2,500 years uh, through Rome, Greece, and Egypt. And in medieval, medieval Europe, it was apparently used by celibate monks and clergymen for its reputed ability to lower sexual libido. Wow, could they really use a resurgence of chasteberry around these days and in the pulpit or whatever you call it, right? the palpal. Yeah, well, when I read that, I thought, isn't that kind of cheating, though? I mean, if it's like if you take it to an extreme, right, and you're a eunuch, yeah. so you have no libido whatsoever, right? can you really like hold yourself up as chaste and moral? I don't think the eight-year-old uh, altar boys care. Let's just make sure that... I, I know. I'm, I'm talking more about a certain aspect of holding yourself as, up as moral and totally. chaste. I think it's cheating. I don't know. I mean, it maybe maybe che- it's not. It is cheating in that regard. Seems like cheating to me. But... It's maybe you can also say, well, this is made by God, and he's helping me in this sense. There's an argument for its use right now, of course. Right. We're saying back then, it seems. Totally. Yeah. So there's no real studies to back that up about it being a uh, chastity agonist, I guess you'd call it. Yes. But it is fun how things get named, and you know, maybe there's some wisdom there. So Yeah. So Vitex, it's a really unique herb uh, in that it's a hormonal action in a lot of ways is opposite to other herbs for women's issues. So 
There's only three or four high quality studies on Vitex that were randomized, double blind, and in humans. Then there's something like 30 uncontrolled European studies that report a lot of the same things that the controlled studies are saying. And finally, there's a bunch of smaller studies and in vitro studies. They all suggest, you know, possible uses for Vitex. Those are small studies. You can barely read them if they're in vitro. Wow. <laughs> you need a magnifying glass. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. So that, <laughs> it's, that's bad. It's bad. Okay, yeah. So at, at its core, Vitex is used for menstrual cyclicality issues, infertility, and PMS. Things that me and you, you know, we are intimately educated on. Right. Yeah. So Vitex has this very cool dualistic nature where at low doses, it does one thing. And at high doses, it does the opposite. Now, like I said, it's mostly for women's issues. But it does have one use for men that we can go into later. So to understand Vitex, we need to understand prolactin. Prolactin is mostly produced in the pituitary gland, and from its name is about lactation, pro-lactation. Prolactin, yeah. So after the birth of the child, progesterone levels drop as the placenta stops supplying uh, the mother with higher levels of progesterone, prolactin rises, and lactation starts. And as an aside, I'll just say this drop in progesterone tends to be why postpartum depression is a thing. So progesterone and estrogen are both high at birth, but progesterone drops. Uh, The lower levels of progesterone, they no longer balance out the higher levels of estrogen. And these high estrogen levels, they kind of tank the metabolism. And so that causes you to feel, you know, run down and sluggish and emotional and all that. So by that thinking, you could take progesterone cream if you're dealing with postpartum what is it? Postpartum depression. Depression. Yeah. Um, you could, um, that sounds like it would be a good thing to take. Maybe. I mean, if you're breastfeeding, you don't know that progesterone cream That's might get true. in the milk. You just don't know what's going on there. Say you're, say you were using formula or something like that though. But this is also why people grind up the placenta, put it into capsules and take it. Oh boy. <laughs> it's hard to find. <laughs> I have a funny story about a friend who he was, um, gonna be the godfather of of a kid, and it was like from I think it was from like a traditional society or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they said part of the ceremony is he has to eat part of the kid's placenta, and like they really had him going like, yeah, this is like if you don't do this, it's a you know offense. you're not a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Talk about peer pressure. Episode forty one, getting into the fun stuff here. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, little aside, we actually kept, because we had a home birth, we kept, and I, I was like just going along for the ride on all this stuff. Sure. And a cute hippie wife, I was on board, and we had the home birth, <laughs> immediately regretted that, and then, uh, what? Why? <laughs> oh, it was, uh, that's for a whole other podcast, but-, but I'm um, curious now. We will get into it at a, at a later point, but the, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long day, but- uh, Your home we, we never had looks very, the same. <laughs> <laughs> never the same. Um, but we kept the placenta, and it was in our freezer for longer than I care to say, and I was like, can we please- you know, do something with the placenta. I'm glad she didn't say we're going to make capsules next weekend. No, it went into an or <laughs> it went under an orange tree, and we planted the placenta with an orange tree. Uh, with an orange tree. Wow. Yeah, but now I'm like going. Well, I guess we are kind of eating it when we have the oranges, and they are blood oranges. So, <laughs> all right, moving on. So, prolactin is not just for lactation. 
So it's not just for lactation. For right. lactin. Uh, women can also experience hyperlactin levels outside of lactation, and those levels cause a bunch of problems. Uh, this rise in prolactin can occur from stress, certain drugs like uh, opiates and antidepressants and problems with your pituitary gland. And if you do have these higher levels, you can get menstruation problems, hypothyroidism, hot flashes, uh, lowered libido, sluggishness. It's just, it's not great. And prolactin actually plays a large role in men as well. Uh, prolactin rises after male orgasm and tells the body to relax for a while. It's a big part of the refractory period, as mm. they call it, for men. Right. Yeah, and it will also rise in men from stress, uh, exposure to higher estrogen levels, uh, low levels of B6, and other things. Okay. So when men have high prolactin levels, they tend to have a lot of bad effects. Uh, they have low sperm quality, low libido, erectile dysfunction, low testosterone, and they develop gynecomastia, also known as man boobs. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm familiar. So a good rule of thumb is that if you are chronically stressed out, if, it, if it's chronically stressed for a man, uh, it will probably raise prolactin levels. So for men, prolactin tends to be a bad thing that you want to lower as well as women. All that's to say, high prolactin levels outside of lactation, generally not a good sign for men or women. Okay. Got it. Uh, and those levels are usually associated with all kinds of poor symptoms and poor problems and, and all that stuff. Okay. Now, if you go to a doctor and you have high prolactin levels, they might think you have a pituitary tumor or something else was going wrong. But they might prescribe you a drug like uh, bromocryptine, which lowers prolactin by increasing our old friend dopamine. Mm. So dopamine, which we've been talking about for a while now, inhibits the release of prolactin. So this actually gives us kind of a bit of a big picture uh, via dopamine and prolactin, what these are, how they're interacting with each other. So remember what dopamine does, it propels you towards goals, increases sex drive and libido, makes you focused and increases your metabolism. Prolactin makes you sluggish, lowers your sex drive, decreases your metabolism. Bad. Bad, yes. Good, bad, exactly. So getting back to Vitex, what does it do? Well, Vitex lowers prolactin by increasing dopamine and also increases progesterone. So this is going to help all those issues we just mentioned that women get with high prolactin. Uh, in one of the few high-quality studies, they looked at around 100 women who had no menstruation, uh, luteal insufficiency, which is when the uterus does not properly prepare for pregnancy, and idiopathic infertility. Vitex worked significantly better than the placebo, and 15 women became pregnant within that study. And there's also wow. yeah, and there's also two other strong studies that found similar results. So there's strong evidence that prolact. I'm sorry, that Vitex can help with infertility and menstrual cyclicality issues. Mm. But what about PMS? Well, PMS can have different causes. Sometimes it can be caused by prolactin being elevated, but it can also be caused by an imbalance between progesterone and estrogen. And this is kind of what the research tells us. So for some women, Vitex can really help with PMS. Some it doesn't help with. So there was another high-quality study. They looked at Vitex. They looked at PMS. Took 180 women, gave them placebo or Vitex for around three months, the participants took a PMS self-assessment test looking at irritability, mood alterations, anger, headache, breast fullness, and other menstrual problems, including bloating. Uh, around 50% of the women in the treatment group improved in their self-assessment over three months, with only 25% improving in the placebo group. So Vitex can definitely help with PMS as well. Very good. So I went and looked around for some stories uh, about people taking Vitex online, and I found a few that I wanted to share uh, this was for a Vitex pill that was 400 milligrams. 
350 of which was just the pure powder of Vitex and then 50 milligrams of the extract. Okay. So this was her story. I'm now on my third month of taking this product. I wanted to wait so that I can give an accurate review. After the first days of taking this product, my menstrual cycle kicked in, and since then it has been regular every month. The main reason I started taking this pill was to try to get rid of acne. In 2017, I started the birth control shot, and my face neck broke out with horrible cystic acne. I had never had acne before, even during my teens. I am now 37 years old. Maybe a small outbreak here and there right before my cycle, but it was never a consistent thing. It was never so bad that I couldn't leave the house without makeup until the depot shot completely ruined my face and skin. I was desperate and I couldn't find anything that was working. The dermatologist kept giving me stuff only for acne and never asked or questioned hormone imbalance. Since I started taking these pills, my acne is almost non-existent except for a small breakout before my cycle, but nothing, nothing in capital letters, like how my face was before. I'd literally hurt to wash my face, and I kind of went through depression because I felt so ugly and disgusted with huge pimples all over my face. All I have now are scars, but even those have gotten lighter while taking this pill. You have, you can see the before and after pics. There's two pics on there that you can see. Uh, I would recommend this pill for anyone who is looking to balance out hormones for any reason. Wow. Well, I have a 16-year-old who deals with, you know, all of the above, but especially she's got acne, acne issues. So I wonder if this would be something that would be good for her. You could. You could try it. It's worth a shot. Yeah. So there's another one from the, that same product. Uh, this one's shorter, but it's, a, it's, it's about a different one, a different uh, problem. So she says, well, after reading so many great reviews on these pills, I decided to give them a go. So glad I did. An absolute treasure for me because I have not been ovulating and my periods have been so weird. We've been trying for a baby for the past five months and have not been blessed yet praying these work, but so far, so great. Update. Oh my goodness. After taking this daily for about three weeks, we received a positive pregnancy test April 19th. I'm so happy I gave these a shot. Worked for me for hormonal imbalance and lack of ovulation. Could possibly work for you too. That was pretty good. That's a glowing review. All right, just a couple more. So there's uh, this is for the pure encapsulations Vitex, which is 225 milligrams of the extract. I thought this one was good. Uh, yes, Vitex can help with PMS, but did you know high estrogen levels are linked with fatty liver disease? I have both estrogen dominance, dominance and fatty liver disease. Within a few days of taking Vitex, the swelling in my abdomen and neck started to dissipate. My mood elevated, anxiety nearly gone, and my mind is clear and sharp. The money migraines are gone. It's been a very, very long time since I could breathe since I've felt this good. I can feel a difference in my liver. Pre-Vitex, it was very large, so much so it affected my breathing. I can literally tell that my liver is shrinking as the pressure in my lower lungs is easing up. Why aren't doctors prescribing this? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Why? That's what she wrote. Why aren't doctors prescribing this? And then lastly, this, this testimony was short and sweet. Uh, I've tried so many supplements for women's health. I had suffered from almost no menstrual period for two two years. And as it started coming back quite regularly this year, I noticed much intenser PMS than before, including bloating, edema, increased appetite, especially sugar, mood swings, etc. I decided to give this a try, but didn't expect much because I tried so many other supplements yet hadn't come across anything with dramatic results. This one's a lifesaver. Those symptoms I just listed have improved so much. And I didn't get any cramp at all when the period began, taking Vitex every day for the past month. Also realigned my cycle to a completely normal rhythm. I'm so glad I found this product. So reading through most of these testimonials, the same kind of themes pop up over and over again. Basically, uh, calming PMS symptoms down, helping hormonal balance, helping focus, 
and increasing libido. Uh, the libido bit is interesting because it's the total opposite effect of its name. Right. Chase Berry. Um, and there's also a few negative reviews that I'm not really going to go into, but most of them say uh, it didn't do anything for them, with a few saying that it messed up their cycle in some way, which makes sense. You know, if you have an estrogen-progesterone imbalance with too much progesterone and you take Vitex, which can increase progesterone, you might might have a bad time. Right. Yeah. Now, you might remember I mentioned earlier that Vitex has uh, the opposite effect depending on how much you take. So all the studies and benefits I've been talking about have been with higher dosages of Vitex. Uh, those are the dosages that will lower prolactin and raise progesterone. But if you take a low dosage, it will do the opposite and raise prolactin. What what weird magic is this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't don't know get why behind this logic. It. Yeah, I don't know why it does it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty interesting because basically you can try Vitex out at a certain dosage. And if it feels bad or makes things worse, you can switch dosages. And this will also tell you a bit about your hormonal status. Wow. You know, depending on which dose works best for you or whatnot. That's crazy. Yeah. So I would start at the higher dosage is that's where all the research is, but there is room to experiment there, obviously. So to wrap things up, you know, if you're interested in taking it, here are some guidelines. Uh, You probably want to take more than 225 milligrams. If you take the extract, you need less. If you take just the powdered herb, you're going to need a little more. I think the pure encapsulation one, I mentioned the 225 milligram extract is probably pretty good. Uh, the way women took it seemed pretty varied with some women only taking it in the second part of their cycle and some women taking it every day. Uh, if you are on birth control or have hormone sensitive tumors or you know, you're taking some other type of hormone replacement therapy, Vitex will affect all those. So it may be a good idea to ask a naturopath or doctor. Hmm. Side effects of Vitex, they're super light. It's extremely well tolerated. I've read some accounts of people uh, getting a rash or having an upset stomach, but that's about it. Also, because Vitex acts as a dopamine mimetic on the D2 receptor, people will have different reactions to that with mood, energy, motivation, you know, that kind of thing. And if you're on Parkinson's drugs that increase dopamine in some sense, you should probably consult your doctor before yeah, taking Vitex. probably a good idea with any yeah. of this stuff. Now, for men, I mentioned there was a use for men. Uh, there are some uses for Vitex, but you got to be more careful. So gyno or, or man boobs are pretty much caused by high prolactin levels. Like there's some debate there on the cause, but lowering prolactin seems to improve gyno pretty consistently. How do you do that? So Vitex will powerfully lower prolactin. Uh, there is a study that compares Vitex to a drug called bromocryptine, which is a prescription drug that lowers pro- prolactin. Very scary sounding drug too. Yeah, it is a little scary sounding, but they have similar strengths over three months, which is amazing because yeah. bromocryptin has some some nasty side effects uh, that Vitex does not. So if you are prescribed bromo, Vitex is a way better option. However, Vitex also raises progesterone, which for men, it can lower your testosterone, your as- your uh, androgens. So it's it could be a feminizing thing. Ooh. Yeah, so hey. I, I looked at, at, at accounts of people taking, of men taking Vitex, and it just seemed really mixed. Like, there were some people who really liked it, some guys who really liked it, but there was some guys who were like, no, no, this is really strange for me. I'm, I'm off. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll give this a shot. And then you're like, but it will do this and this. And I'm like, wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, it'll up progesterone. The thing is, if you're low progesterone as a man, you can you can have low progesterone that might be a really good thing. You might feel great. Yeah. Or if you have higher progesterone, you might feel terrible. It might nuke your libido. I mean, so 
Only one way to find out. You got to try it. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so just, you know, tread carefully. Do you want are you, are you have you been on the fence or thought about taking this for any reason? I've thought of trying it, but I'm guessing the dopamine part will work on me better than the progesterone part. Okay. And so it'll probably increase my libido, and I don't know if I'm looking to do that right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I probably will try it at some point in the future. Well, I was saying, because we can do a little test trial, try it for like a month, five weeks, or whatever it is, and then we come back and report in if you if you were up we for We could. We could just try it for a week. Let's do that. Yeah, you want to? Yeah. See what happens? Let's do it, and then we can report back to everybody what we got. All right. And if I like it... Which I may. I don't. I'll keep going with it. I'll keep rolling with okay. it. Okay. But let's I, let's. I re- actually think I might have some here. Yeah. Let's compare it. Let's All do right. that. All right. Let's try it. Perfect. Cool. So you know, there's very little downside for women. Uh, for guys, it might be a little bit more iffy. But oh, great. Yeah. I just committed to this thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Excitedly, I might add. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, you know, toss well, a coin. Yeah. Well, if it, if it makes me sick and I don't feel well, I'll stop taking it. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Cool, man. That's all I got on Vitex. I like it. I'd never really heard too much about it or chased berry. So, chased berry. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. One thing that I find that's interesting is when you read old accounts of like herbs, a lot of times they do the opposite of what they are being used for today. Right. It's so strange how that works. And I don't know if maybe they just have lower quality stuff back then. And so, like with Chaseberry, maybe it's doing the opposite at a lower dose than it would at a higher dose. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just something really strange that I find often when you hear about what stuff was used for back in the day versus what it's used for now. Complete opposites sometimes. Yeah. It's or just, just different. Or just different stuff or opposite, you know? It's just it's just weird. I don't get it. Hmm. And they seems to have more research today than we can go back and really validate any research from 200 years ago. Yeah, and it was just a bunch of monks, probably word of mouth, like, here, <laughs> take this chase berry. Or maybe it was like a hazing <laughs> ritual. Oh, you're having problems with libido. <laughs> yeah, take this chase berry. Where are they from? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to do Irish, but then Scottish got in there, and then Indian got in there, and it just went all wrong. Chase berries for everybody. That's right. Cool, man. I like it. All right. I'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening. www.quackspodcast.com. If you want to shop through our Amazon portal, send us an email at quackspodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, concerns, or want to suggest a topic. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Be well. Thanks.